0: It's a
1: podcast about music, art filled like excellent, 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 excellent. Can't forget, she's looking our community, therapy, family,
2: TV, it's about to go down. I think you better get ready, now. right now.
0: Welcome back to the Soul Savviness Podcast. I'm your host, Q Lynn. If you're new listening in, we got a special episode. And uh, if you're new here, what we do, I talk to all around entertainers from film producers, TV producers, uh, fashion designers, chefs, content creators. But I love having musical guests on because that's the, uh, the base of the, the foundation of this podcast and the Soul Savviness brand is champion for musicians, songwriters, singers, and, and just all around, just great entertainers. And I feel like the ones we have on this trio that I'm getting ready to introduce is that. And and also, I have to add this before we get into it. This podcast is for people that know what a compact, compact disc is and what a cassette tape is. If you know what these things are, then you're going to enjoy this conversation we're going to have uh, that's about to happen on this episode because, you know, I love talking about music and I feel like we're gonna have fine China conversation. I'll break, I'll break out fine china conversation for everybody. They, you know, paper plate most of the time is paper plate conversation, you know, like stand culture and all that. That's paper plate conversation. We about to have real fine china conversation. And I and I'm just gonna go in order of the names of in of a their trio. So I'm gonna introduce them individually and then introduce them collectively, because they are a trio, like I said. And so I'm just going in order. First one's a singer-songwriter, hometown of Seattle, home of Jimi Hendrix, started grunge music. I love '90s grunge, Green Day, and all that stuff. I love, I love all that. Uh, the, just the essence of uh, Seattle. I feel like they have great energy, and I feel like this guest I'm getting ready to introduce has great energy. Y'all give it up right now for Miss Casey. there we go go. there we go jamaican air horns all day yeah (laughs) how you doing
1: yes and uh, i'm so happy to be here
0: oh yes i I, i'm excited i'm i'm anticipating this whole podcast episode since you know y'all since we scheduled it i've been i've been excited for it and the next uh artist i'm getting ready to introduce hometown chicago one of my my favorite cities in America, is Shawtown, Chicago. I love Chicago, house music, disco, all that. That is just the birthplace of house. I love house music. I love Shawtown, Town, stepping music. I love all that stuff. And uh, so right now, we miss Stacy.
2: Oh, thank wow. you.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next guest that we have on, Texas native, singer-songwriter, fantastic. All of them collectively is a, uh, have beautiful voices, but this one in particular, out of Texas, I've been following her career as well on the voice and, and her online content is uh, amazing. And just, just overall, just fantastic. Y'all give it up right now for Miss Tam. Yes. 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 And collectively, it's the RB trio. This r and trio, they have had four singles that came out. You know what I love about this this group is that they're reminding me of like how the rollouts used to be when I was coming up, because it was always a single came like every three months. And I and they got they they ain't missed yet. Even the debut album, fantastic, and their sophomore album sophomore album release is coming out October 20th. So y'all better prepare yourselves. I've been been I've been prepared for weeks for this. But what we about to get into, I just got to get into the minds of this trio. Well, I tell you, they are harmonic symphony. That's what I call it. Just greatness, immaculate, amazing. Y'all give it up right now for R&B Trio, the Shindellas. We got the Shindellas on. There we go. I you so much for coming on the podcast. I've been excited to, to do this for weeks, and... How I start off the podcast, I do this segment with a musical guest. It's called the Musical Genesis. Basically, get to the beginning of y'all story. Kind of blasphemous, but it sounds right to me. I think it's cool, <laughs> Musical Genesis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, just just from the beginning years. Whoever wants to go first, when, when in your in your childhood upbringing, was there a, a particular artist like? Not that it was your favorite singer, but when you heard them, it was like, who who was your first introduction in the music? Let me say that.
2: Mm. Wow. Mm. first intro. Mine was a CD. Mine was a soundtrack. It was the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. I have been listening to reggae music. My family's Jamaican. So I listened to Sofa music, Caribbean music, Bob Marley, Bujabantan, just like all the reggae artists. And then my mom put on like that Tony Braxton song or like Anita Baker's song. And mm-hmm. it opened my mind to like R&B and soul and like American music. And from there I've been like really exploring all types of music from all over the world. I love um, soundscapes. I love when music just uh, pierces or per- takes you out of your current situation into a whole nother place. Like, I love music like that. So I would just, disc- I would search for that, you know, and just like make it fun, make it a game to like find a new feeling in music.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that space.
3: Yeah.
0: What about you, uh, whoever, who want go next?
3: Oh, I'll go next. Um, so I would have to say my introduction, um, into music, was def- definitely a gospel artist. Um, I grew up in the church, my mom's side of the family was super musical. Um, and I mean, I know my first song, the first song I ever performed um, live, I was seven years old. It was a Karen Clark Sheard song, her song with her daughter Kiara Sheard, and I did do that with my cousins. So that song is, in particular is near and God. near to me. So it definitely had to be between Yolanda Adams C.C. Winans, the Clark sisters, Kim Burrell, like all the gospel greats, like that's literally what I cut my teeth on, so yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, and for me, the really musical theater, I grew up watching old movie musicals with my mom and my grandma. Um, and the first time I thought I want to do that is when I saw Dorothy Dandridge and Carmen Jones. The first record I remember is my mom's copy of Smokey, just like being fine on the cover with his green eyes. And that was my first crush, probably, but <laughs> hey, I don't know. You want to Your crush was Smokey Robinson. <laughs> when I was little, so they just, my mom loved him. She had his vinyl sitting out and I was like, ooh, you know, right. too little to know what I was feeling. <laughs> but yeah, that right. musical theater is what made me think like, I
0: want to do that what uh, I know uh, Tam says she's uh, she grew up in church but did the rest of y'all did y'all grow up in church or how was that uh just just going to school and and or were y'all in a uh, church choir or a uh, school choir or what were y'all in church too
2: I definitely was in um, the church. I grew up in the church as well. I lived with my grandmother, and if you lived with her, if you were there on Sunday, you were going to church. And my mom's house, right. she was a lot of relaxed, but grandma's house, where we were always, you know, that's where I lived. Um, we were at church, and so I did the children's choir. I always got the solos. I was really bossy in the choir. I was like, nope, you have to sing it like this. Everybody was like, oh, my God, Stacy, relax. <laughs> Yeah, we're seven. We're not gonna sing it like that. But I, right? Loved I loved hearing like harmonies and hearing people sing together, and just that frequency that came from that sound. Like when it locked in, that was the best feeling. So I feel like you get that in church. I mean, just naturally, the most. And so I loved it in church. Mm-hmm.
1: For me, yeah, I, I didn't be- grow up in church. Oh, I didn't but the first choir i was ever in was my neighbor's church choir i would go to church with my neighbors with the youngers with the batists uh, with the wagner's i would like kind of bounce around but my family didn't go to church regularly Uh, but the first choir i was ever in was the children's choir at my neighbor's episcopalian church and the first song i remember singing in choir was hark the herald Angels sing and it was so beautiful and then I was in choirs in school and in all of the theater and acting programs. Um, we couldn't afford like the private lessons or private schools. So like I'm really passionate about keeping music and arts in schools because it's a lot of kids only access point. And it definitely was for me. Man, uh,
0: it's, it's a lot of. Uh, singers and musicians because it was like a whole world i didn't realize this till like my early 20s when i would ask some of my musician friends and it was like they were they would tell like they were different denominations like kojic and all that stuff and they were talking about i didn't know if this uh related to y'all but i grew up baptist so i didn't they say we the heathens of the (laughs) of the denomination but i didn't have no I didn't have limitations when it came to music. So when they were telling me, "Yeah, we didn't listen to Anita Baker or SWV or group or R and B groups," in the night, I was like, "What?" Because I didn't listen. I was like, "If I had limitations at certain churches, I'd probably be more of a heathen than I am now." Just being honest, because I was like, "I I, I don't think I." Did y'all have that experience? Did y'all have limitations when it came to music growing up in church? I did. Oh, you did.
3: Yeah, I don't wanna call I don't I don't know if I would call them limitations because um growing up on gospel music, most of the, the the greatest voices came from the church. You have Aretha, you have Whitney, you have Patty, you have all these incredible voices. And so um, you know, I, I grew up yeah on gospel music, but As I got older and I started exploring, it actually um, helped me to realize that the through line was gospel, was church music because a lot of them kind of had that background, even the producers and the musicians that were, you know, writing the songs, the hit songs, like they had a church background. So it kind of, I don't know, I guess you could say it's a two-edged sword because I would have loved to have been able to listen to like any and everything, but my mom was very strict. She was like, ah. Gotta listen to gospel music, Christian music, that's it, that's the only lane. But I mean I mean it kinda I mean it turned out great for me, so I don't
0: know. <laughs> I, I just said I just said the word limitation because it to so that's what it if if I if I didn't have that, uh, more of I was just thinking about like retrospect how my personality was. If I had limitations with anything, I would have been completely opposite. I think if I was like brought in, I, I think it may be a personality thing, because I'm just a naturally mm. rebel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was I, I grew up I was a church musician and so uh, I was playing like uh, Prince Erotic City on the organ oh, yeah. during no, offering no. so that's okay. yeah so yeah turned, mm-hmm. uh two short uh, freaky tales into a gospel battle I, I've done that multiple <laughs> times on the piano so yeah definitely <laughs> heated I just learned how to disguise it you know disguise the chords no, and too short. so in case it would have been in the church just oh, <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah. Well, but I was just I was just curious on that. But yeah, like uh, in terms of like, of course, like like Bobby Womack, Sam Cooke, like all of them started out in uh, quartet groups and all that transfers. Even when you get to disco music with uh, like Sylvester, like a lot of them with house of disco music, that was their church. So when they were shunned away from the church, right? Oh man, yes. Listen, Sylvester, that's like hurts to me every time I hear hear that falsetto I'm like man this is uh A and B selection on uh <laughs> on second service that's, that's what I hear when I hear Sylvester yeah but uh my next question uh in that in that same realm in terms of uh vocally I guess growing up when did y'all what wait? what age was it did y'all knew like you could sing
1: hmm. I think for me I was pretty little because I was really shy and I would go into this little corner with a little Walkman and um, I had this Barbie and the Rockards tape and I would play it and I would just sing along. It had like a microphone that came with it, but I didn't realize everyone could hear me. And that was when my mom was just like, wait, come in here and sing this for the neighbors, come in here and do this. And And then it just unfolded from there. And I loved doing it. It was like my little escape like I go hide in my room and sing to myself and it was like Mm -hmm. how I stayed calm in a chaotic household
2: for me um I was 15 I was in Chicago and I was invited to join a right like workshop a writing songwriting workshop taught us how to create a song create the music we recorded it and played it back, like, did the whole thing in this really fancy studio, and I fell in love. Like, I just loved the whole process, and they could tell how much I was, like, into it. Um, I got to sing on the microphone, and I was just like, oh, this is this is real. Like, I'm, I feel like this is just me, and so they invited me back, and I would come back all the time, to the point where they gave me a job as a jingle singer, and I sang, like, commercials, and um, I just fell in love with the whole process of writing music. I learned to play the guitar. I learned to write my own songs. And it just gave me, they they like mentored me into, you know, being brave enough to be a solo artist. I never looked back since then.
3: That's crazy,
2: see?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, For me, um my family recognized it pretty early for me. I might've been like three or four walking around like seeing jingles on TV. Um, One in particular was the, I like the Sprite and you commercial. My mom talks about it all the time. And I'm like, I don't even remember this, but supposedly I was three or four years old. Um, But I did my first public performance, like I said, at seven years old. And the response I got from everybody let me know that, you know, this is something that I could potentially do for the rest of my life. And my mom did not drop the ball. She definitely had me all over the country singing at different church conferences and uh, seminars and competitions. She I mean, everything. So from the ages of like seven to 16, like that was my life. I was a traveling young gospel recording artist. So
0: yeah. Sensation. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cause I'm always curious because I always um, of the singer's minds in terms of like okay the gift like we we know there's a gift and then it's like like when is it in terms of like uh, training your voice like when was it because I know like in a, in a musician uh, perspective like I gave myself like 10 years I was like I'm not gonna call myself a musician until I like fully become like in depth with like being a student of music and like learning like every like facet of being a musician i always want to know like singers in terms of like because because a musician wise it's like it's like certain it's certain styles is like we gravitate towards and was it like certain styles that y'all gravitate towards as a singer like where you knew like this is how not necessarily you want to be like a duplicate of the artist but is there was there like a certain artist was like that singing like when you hear them was like that singing to you. Mm. Man, I feel like that changed
2: so much. Like people really broke the mold and I wanted to be like so many different people. Um and that still happens to I'm inspired by so many different people, mm-hmm. so many different sounds, not even just singers, just sounds, mm-hmm. instruments, like uh spanish guitar i don't want to sound like a fucking spanish guitar oh excuse me right
0: no you can cuss on here i told you we he's in he a podcast that's that's my that's my ministry yeah i want
2: to <laughs> sound like you know something new it doesn't even have to be a person but yeah i mean absolutely people anita baker was one of the biggest ones for me just an instrument smoky sultry sound that like yeah. horny kind of sound too it's just uh, mm-hmm. ugh <laughs> I was like I want that but I know Kate, right. just Tony we would all yeah that Tony that.
1: was Tony was big for me and Mariah yeah. mm-hmm.
2: yeah. honestly all
3: of them yeah and all of us mm-hmm. yeah Aretha, Aretha, yeah, Whitney. Aretha, Patti, Whitney, Yolanda. I mean, Yolanda Adams. Oh, I mean, there's just so many. Yeah, I mean. Like basically all of the voices. Like <laughs> yeah. that's who inspired us. And then you have, you know, like Case was saying, like the Bette Midler. You yeah. have the
1: the
2: um um the Barbara, Streisand.
3: Barbara Streisand. Barbara yes. Streisand. You know how
2: Green Bailey Ray's album sound that first sound? Just that overall sound of the entire album was yes. so... It was, I, not that I wanted to sound like her, but I wanted to make music yes, that yeah. had that feeling. Like, yeah, like it's her voice and that sound was just coupled together so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that that sound mm-hmm. was something I definitely... That liked. shindo. Yeah, that oh, shindo. 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 Yeah. That's right. A
3: good That's a good one. Ah, man. Yeah. That, that has me thinking about, like, the albums that, like, changed the game for me. And as a as a kid, because I could only listen to gospel music, Finally Karen, that album, um, it has Jesus is a Love Song on it, Balm and Gilead, like,
0: mm-hmm. those,
3: those albums and that sound really, like, it changed the game for me because I was like, there were so many, I mean, she, there were just so many, her possibilities were limitless and hearing her voice and hearing how free she was and how like open she was. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like that's the type of singer I want to be like limitless, like free, just going for whatever, going for broke every time you touch a mic, like that kind of thing. And like, that's what I wanted to, that's what I aspire to.
0: Question. I always try to get a feel of the era people come from. So I asked them like, what was their first, like, did you, uh your first, I guess, listening device was it like a, a either a CD player, cassette player? What was y'all first?
2: <laughs> I had a walkman. I had a CD player. Yeah, walkman.
1: Headphones, the CD on top. With the, I the did not have a boombox box
2: too. That I had mm-hmm. a cassette player in my house, but I mean, I think that was like something my mom had or my sister had. Mm-hmm. I knew how to work it very well, but mm-hmm. for me, it was the CD player.
3: Yes, I had a CD player,
0: a portable CD player. A Disman. Yes.
3: Dismin. Did you have, that
0: was the that was the non-skip one, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it skips. Did you have a non-skip? Machine? No, no, no. Non-skip. You had money. You had money if
0: you had the non-skip one.
3: Right. <laughs> because, listen. shit you, know, you would yeah. try to, like, do anything... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh my God! You weird. be on the school bus and they hit <laughs> one of them potholes. uh Boom! Then they right. start skipping it when they hit a pothole. It's crazy.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> I asked that because the uh the youngest person I had on the show, they were born in two thousand and three, and I was like, "Sir, why why are you doing this to me? Like you didn't miss." And he was like, "His first device was that first iPod where you had to like." God. I was like, "Oh my God." <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, your first phone was an iPhone. then. I was like, by the time you came of age, I was like, yeah. I was like, I am way older than you. I was like, I, I, I got, I was cool. for sure yeah. filling out college applications. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first Nokia phone. That's when it was ATT. I don't think it was U.S. Cellular or something. Yes. Yeah, he missed all that era. I was like, man, you didn't miss all of
3: <laughs> the sidekick.
0: But, come on. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't have that one. I, I think it was uh. What was it? The flip phone. Wait, I had the Nokia one first and then the flip phone and then the Blackberry. Blackberry, I, I had that one for a good yeah. minute. Yeah. I like the
1: Blackberry.
0: Yeah, the Blackberry. To people Blackberry. under to people under thirty, they, we're talking about uh listening devices from the eighties. My my nephew nieces and nephews like to call it the nineteen hundreds. I was like, please stop oh saying God. that. That's so disrespectful. Well, I was like, stop disrespecting
1: yeah, they'll sit and ask you, like, yeah, what
0: was it like in 1886? Like, sir, we are not Oh, Why are you I mean, act like,
1: I mean, like, act
0: like... <laughs> what was the turn of the century like? Right. Yeah, question I was going to ask, because uh, always do like this. I don't know if it's a musician thing or if singers do it too, but I always do this thing where I do like this uh, musical connect the dot thing in terms of like I listen to an artist and then... Like I'll listen to like Whitney and then I'll go to see what they're, like I love like learning what my inspirations inspiration is. And so I'll end up going to like a, a like a, just a, just a musical die to just, okay, Whitney, go to Dion. And then I'm going to Dion, then Aretha, then Aretha, then Dinah Washington. Next thing you know, I'm always in like the 1940s, just following it. And then like musicians like D'Angelo, I love D'Angelo. So I go from D'Angelo and then Raphael Sadiq, then Prince, and then Sly Stone, and then I just start following like that whole chain of like musical connections. Do y'all do y'all do that in terms of like following your inspirations? Inspiration.
3: Oh yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. 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 That's so much. We're kind of nerds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also just, oh, that's what this. Yeah. Oh,
0: you in the right place then. That's what this podcast is for. That's it. They, they right now. Uh, they'll, they'll sit and tell you something from 1972. That's what this podcast is. For. <laughs> Love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: definitely. I do that. That makes also, me think like of the
1: that. national. Huh. I'm sorry. I just you said of... No, I was just thinking of the National Museum of African American Music and the. Hmm? Yeah, there where it lit literally... The National Museum of African-American Music. Mm-hmm. you guys hear me? Oh, you right. wearing the hat? Yeah. The, yeah, they have that. <laughs> oh, they nice. Have actual, they have an actual <laughs> thing, like an artist and it will show you their lineage, their roots. I forgot what the exhibit's called, but it's really cool.
0: Oh, okay. See, I still haven't been, the one in DC, right? No, no it's in Nashville. You- Oh yeah, I've been to one in Nashville. I, I uh, the one in DC. I haven't been to that one yet. Mm-hmm. I was wanting to go. It's
3: amazing. amazing. The yeah, it's amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I got to go to that one. Uh, entire. Okay, so we fast forward high school years. Listen, people don't understand. I always talk about, and musicians get mad because they like, why are you telling all the secrets or whatever. It's like it ain't no secret. It's like people gotta know. It's like you know, just just talk about it, but. Talk about, like, uh, because I'm sure y'all experienced, like, open mics and all that stuff, like, getting started. What was that experience like in terms of, uh, like, okay, you have the gift in terms of pursuing it. What was that journey like individually for y'all? Ooh. It was a long journey.
3: Man. (laughs) (laughs) The journey was long, and we're still on it. I mean... (laughs) Like I said, I got started so early, so it, it wasn't anything to me to like, you know, make a career out of it and, you know, travel the world doing it. I will say, though, when I decided to take a break and pursue a higher education, I kind of fell out of the groove of it. And it wasn't until 2013 when I did The Voice that I kind of got my feet wet again and, you know, kind of started really understanding what it was to be in the business for real as a as an adult because i mean i my mom basically was my manager, so she kind of navigated me through it but after the voice is when i had to take the reins for myself and really learn the business learn um what rooms to be in learn how to read contracts just all that stuff like that's really when i you know kind of started doing that and then you know the, the social media thing opened the door for me to even become a part of riddle workshop and i think that we have been on the journey the three of us of learning like really learning and unlearning certain things um and so yeah it's it's yeah it's been been pretty crazy
2: (laughs) the question was like where it starts right where it started from yeah
3: So, I mean, it started early because you were doing jingles like you were 15 and then you started doing the jingles and you were making money doing the jingles. So it's kind of like yeah, you kind of just rolled into that was, it.
2: I, I definitely fully committed. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to approach things fearlessly. Like I knew that feeling of like wanting to be perfect um, present perfect all the time very quickly and not wanting to make and like letting not wanting to make mistakes lead me but then I had to learn to like show up and be present and then let, just be fearless and that's something that um, I've just tried to take with me and be one of the like the first lessons I learned to like bring with me is to just like do it fearlessly mm-hmm. we're gifted for a reason we're here for a reason do whatever what's what's gonna happen do it fearlessly don't Mm -hmm. let fear stop me or halter me or let me get in my head or anything like that I learned Mm -hmm. that as a singer first Mm -hmm. (laughs) and still have to keep relearning that too
1: Mm -hmm. man and for me um my start when I really started pursuing it I think there's a couple different times there's I moved to LA when I was 19 I had no idea what I was doing and I just started demo singing. Um, one of my friends was signed and another friend of hers was a writer and was like, she, Bonnie McKee, she put me on. She had me doing some demo singing from her for her writer friends. And that's when I learned like, oh wow, singing in a studio is so different than being mm-hmm. on stage like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and And then I think this, the time that I really dove into serious is when I was living in Tokyo. I was doing a, a show called Big Band Beat, a jazz show. And we had a jazz orchestra that we played with. And I started going out to these jazz jams after work with the band members. And just like Stacey said, just being fearless and like playing and trying things and realizing like, hey, I, I've always written Maybe I should start performing the songs I've written too and not just doing other people's. So that's my, like, committed. And when I got back to LA, just started writing with anyone, everyone, taking any and every gig. Um, I guess the biggest, what, lent, what gave me the most help was just my ability to talk to anybody. Just show up at a space and see a bass player I like, and I didn't know the politics of it, so I would just be like, "Hey, you want to play with me?" And maybe like, "Don't you,
0: don't you know who I
1: am or who I'm playing with?" But it was disarming for a lot of people, and so I got to work with really great musicians who then it helped me become a better musician. And um, yeah, and that's actually how I met Chuck Harmony. Was just showing up at a networking event that was packed and there was no more room at the end. And I, my friend Trudy, who managed me at the time, got me in because Chuck Harmony was going to be there. And then a few years later, he was like, hey, how would you like to do this in a girl band?
0: <laughs> y'all y'all transitioned perfectly. That was going to be my next in terms of the trio, the Shindellas, we get there. So it's all an online experience. Y'all connect through that way never met each other and connect online and put together by claude kelly chuck harmony great songwriters producers they're like like new age jimmy Jam and terry lewis like that's it's insane yeah. like the tractor on but because it's all I, uh it's interesting with groups because it's like because i know like y'all up in age so y'all probably y'all never going to experience with the ones that were younger like teenagers when they got together like even start from the 60s cause I think uh even with Motown like with the Supremes and all that like I think uh they let that run go a uh, Motown from I think like 1964 to 67 so there was like a drop-off and then uh even the Dates like they what they contributed to the Motowns like they were their own singing group and they experienced hardships and I don't think they worked for Motown again because they would I think majority of Motown's hit records they were like an ensemble background singers but they were like a group but uh they experienced everything and then you get to the 80s I think it was mostly male dominated groups uh and then it 80s was mostly like solo singers and then it started to go back around to where it was like a SOS band you know all all the Midnight Star Atlantic Star and then you get to like the 90s like the uh, late eighties guy, new Jack swing. And then uh, ushering in a whole new sound, R&B and hip hop with Uptown. And then we get to SWV, the first R&B trio hip hop group. And it's like from there, even in Vogue, even though in Vogue was, their sound wasn't completely R&B and hip hop, but they started it off and then you get to SWV and then all these girl groups started to happen. And then something happens from documentaries shown they all have the telltale sign either egos play a part in dismembering but in terms of uh y'all collectively y'all and and i must add like y'all voices y'all sound like y'all related to each other like you know like you sing together so long like as siblings like y'all can it seems like y'all can naturally just uh have perfect pitch what what's that like in terms of collective what in terms of uh, the the creativity what as a, a collective? What, what does that feel like?
1: Mm. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good. It really
0: good.
3: It feels really good. I mean, it's just so. I mean, it's amazing because the three of us, individually and collectively, we are the sum of our influences, and so we bring individually so much to the whole like Shindela experience. You know, stays with the reggae background and soca music and then case with like you were talking about the hip-hop the west coast like the grunge the the theater all Mm -hmm. that me with the gospel and that whole like soul situation and so I mean when we first came together um we talk about it all the time like you know we were trying to find our blend and it started off so small we were basically whispering (laughs) and trying to find oh wow there were all, there were three big voices with so much to give and so much to like present. And we had to find a way to enmesh and like, you know, blend them. And so, you know, it it took us, I mean, we listened to a lot of different music. And uh, I think the cool thing about it is when we first came together, there were demos that were already uh, made um, for around the vision of the Shindellas. And so we actually toured those songs before we actually recorded them in the studio. And so the songs had the opportunity to kind of like flourish and evolve and, and you know, we were using our own like voices and ad libs and just all those things to kind of like create the sound that we wanted around what we were given. And so that was like our first like group project, I guess you could say is like finding our blend with those songs and then from there, I mean, you got hits that stick like grits where it's like you really see where the Chandellas can go. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's been, been a really fun time. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. I'm just breaking down.
3: The whisper, too, was like this thing
2: of like listening. We're mm-hmm. doing so much listening to each other. Yeah. That mm-hmm. are just so quiet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: You forget to sing when you're listening. <laughs> you're just
1: like, oh, I got to do that, too. Okay? But, <laughs> that
0: was yeah. hilarious. That, y'all are transitioning perfectly because that's what I was going to talk about next because I was like, of course, they'll talk about the, the upcoming sophomore release, but I was like, we got it. We got to talk about this. This right here. This. Yes, like I, have the, I have the vinyl. It's in my living room and my vinyl set too. This right here. Listen, I love this because this is like this is because Prince, uh, his 2000s albums, he had it like this, where you just pop it out like this yeah, and just, I love yeah. it. Prince, I think it's, we're not going to hit the stick like grits. First off the, the album title alone. I was like, yes, for this African-American experience. I already knew it was going to be a good time. As soon as I heard the title. I say that every other week. I say hits like stick like, I say cold grits though. Uh, Cause it's, that, it's, sticking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, the cold grits but I say that like almost every other week hits the stick like cold grits or just hits the stick yeah. like grits I say that I, uh, perfect name for the for the album it lets you know anticipate uh, anticipation no more because that's exactly what it is the only person that don't like yeah. hits the stick like grits is maybe Al Green that may be it but other than that if you listen, oh, to, no. if you listen to this album listen I, I'm just saying it's not too soon, I don't think. It was 40 it's years ago. I don't not. know. <laughs> 50 years ago. <laughs> but this album right here. Oh, my God. I love the packaging, though. Know? This is giving me straight 70s. I was just watching Christy Love day before yesterday. I was like, job turkey sucker. That's what, this was the energy. I would, I buy it just off the, because back in the day, I would just buy the album just by the cover of it. It's just everything about it is. We were just talking, everything. About, the,
1: yeah,
3: we were yeah. talking about that cover. That is an iconic cover like everything about it we were talking about how like if we saw that in a record store we would have to buy it just off the strength of the cover like yeah Yeah, it's like a movie
0: soundtrack it was like uh you knew it was gonna be a great movie soundtrack when you saw it was like covers like this like the the sparkle soundtrack the you know Mm -hmm. the shab (laughs) soundtrack with with uh isaac hayes producing curtis mayfield with sparkle It's like come on it's like Mm -hmm. giving classic that but Listen, it's so many, like I said, I don't have a favorite on here. It's like asking me what my favorite hand is. I can't even, I wouldn't even ask y'all that throwaway question because I'm sure all these are your favorite. But when I, the equivalent of like whenever I read Toni Morrison and when I read her books, she'll say something profound and I'll just stop like mid passage and be like, just to contemplate on what I was reading. And it's albums like this fear has no place that did it for me in terms of like i'm like because I it was just overwhelming like everything that i was trying to process listening to i was like wait hold on and it's been a while since the album hit me. i think it was uh solange's a seat at the table and d'angelo's black messiah where it was like i had to pause it just to like because i'm not even halfway through the album and i had to pause it even with the interlude i was like the money interlude when uh Chuck is doing the playing the, the piano part, and I hear that sustain pedal. I was like, God damn it! I was like, <laughs> I, I was like this is this is what I'm talking about. The intro got me in. Soon as I, like, but yeah, the album is dope. The the I just had to talk about the the uh, debut release and just just cohesively how it all the tracks play out. The album sequencing, everything about it is just it's just high replay value. Thank and it's you. like you can't get no better Thank than you. that. But I just Thank had to give y'all that. And it just I, I just had Thank to talk you. about this, uh the fear has no place. When y'all get to that bridge and y'all do that. The cadence of it, mm-hmm. it reminded me of how babyface yeah, how uh babyface uh did I think it was Whitney's uh I'm your baby tonight and uh, when he did Karen White's uh The Way You Love Me and she da 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 and if y'all say, I wanna know how many takes did it take for y'all to do that? And if y'all say oh my God. one take, if y'all say one take, I'm about to turn this mic off and cuss well, like no. crazy. It how was, long, how
1: It was, it was one it was, take, okay.
0: No,
2: no, no. But was, um, yeah, we we were so passionate about this song. It didn't take very long. We were driven at that point. Uh, we were so emotional and so that was in it too and really drove us it wasn't very long it took us a couple if th-
1: that mm-hmm. but yeah. um,
0: that's that's that, that's gonna make me cuss too because who does listen i just want to let the listening audience know if you're not a professional singer what they did on fear has no place mm-hmm. is not normal i am I, listen, I got a yin-yang-yang-round-the-house yang voice, okay? I, I can harmonize, you know, <laughs> on gigs. You know, I help with background vocals when the background vocals are. But, you know, I ain't got a lead vocal. I can give you a, a cool alto note, you know, but I ain't going to give you. <laughs> so when I tell you, not everybody can sing this song. And y'all just saying, oh, yeah, it only took us like two, three times. Like, are you serious? Like, you sound like Bilal when I asked him how long it took them to do something. He's like, oh, it was only like a few minutes. Like, sir, this is... <laughs> took me like an hour to learn it, and you talk about it, it only took mm-hmm. you a few minutes to do. Listen, I just had to let the audience know that that's mm-hmm. not normal. The way which I did on that bridge on Fair as No Place is not normal, and Thank just you. wow, it's crazy. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It
1: mm-hmm. was. It was. It was the timing. We like, like, time for it. So <laughs> we out and
2: right, so yeah.
3: and it's even crazier live. You got to see. That yeah. Live
0: i think i did did. uh the city watery excuse me chicago i I was like that's why i was like i gotta hear y'all live i was like and i've already heard y'all live yeah what was that two three years ago yeah it was ago. yeah okay. it was a while back covid COVID brain got me so i can't remember
3: <laughs> listen you long overdue because let me tell you she that grown. song has even yeah it's evolved even more that was probably like the first few times we had sung the yeah. song because like right the song 2020 so yeah it had to be yeah
0: yeah oh for sure i'm definitely and i love like hearing albums like this and wondering what it's going to sound like live like with a band and you know if it's a band behind it because it's just I mean just vocally it's just just perfect but everything else is like I want to hear that live I got to hear that live experience and y'all are dope experience live and it's uh thank you listen I just had to give love to this album it's just not to be looked over and it, I think people still people still talk about this album online on on they Twitter.
3: Sure yes, <laughs> well, formerly known as
0: Twelve. <laughs> Getting to I mean, in terms of this experience, uh, touring this album and what it's prepared. Now, what what's something that um, y'all learned collectively, like starting out that in ter- in retrospect, like that you in retrospect you you know a lot more. What what's that experience like in terms of like. The experience touring, what's that experience like now in terms of retrospect of how you started out as a group?
2: Mm. Uh, we're just so much more confident. We have the experience now under a bell, We go into things now we just know what we want. And I think that just makes us more confident, which makes the music more palpable. And, like, I mean, we are It's. Well, – I've definitely learned that we're more powerful now than ever. Mm-hmm. Like, our – power of the, our voices and mm-hmm. the power of our messaging like Fear Has No Place like after touring that and singing that and seeing how it moved the audience like now we know how necessary it is for songs like Last Night Was Good From Our Soul um, mm-hmm. coming album or like some of the other songs on there uh, Good Is Gold mm-hmm. we, we were talking about a lot of very um, tough topics a lot of tough topics. Money was very, you know, talking about money, you know, and how capitalism and, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fear has no place. When my heart, we're talking about how, like, heartbroken how, like, we've been through some things and you have to do more. So, it was a lot of, it was a lot of, like, really emotional music and now we're in this stage where we're just celebrating. We're happy. We, like, we want to dance. We are in love. Of we want to celebrate everybody who's made it through the last few years of craziness and we want to see you again and dance with you we got a two we got a two-step to our music
1: now mm-hmm. we like it's uh-huh. just
2: we're we're letting our music um guide us and we're growing as we keep doing that keep sharing it
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's i think like Fear Has No Place, which speaks to me anyway. I love when uh, that's a part, because that's always been with uh, music in terms of like Curtis Mayfield wrote Welcome to the World. He wrote that in 1973 and it was talking about the Vietnam War. Like that that was like a a specific thing with his songwriting in terms of like the consciousness of talking about what was happening in the world. In terms of Rita Franklin as well with, with her albums and... Uh, and everything she did behind the scenes with helping the civil rights movement all that stuff and uh it's a lot of them like even teddy pendergrass wrote about it marvin Gaye, like uh, all those those classic albums but y'all i think that speaks to the time as well like you said getting out of covid and all those things but yeah that fear has no place like, that, i always watch fair and stuff like. i always watch like pro-black stuff on, on YouTube. So that definitely fired me up when I heard. And I was like, yes, this is, this is my energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it fires you up. And then y'all transition well with your sophomore release that's coming out. Shindo. Yeah. Shindo.
3: Yeah.
0: The Shindo, uh, the, four, the four singles that y'all released, like I said, at the top of the podcast, it's giving me a nostalgia in terms of, uh, like, that's how album releases were, like, mm-hmm. back in the day, in terms of the rollout like every three months and then you would take because the the singles lead to like this is what the album is gonna potentially sound like so the four oh my god the when i tell you last night was good for my soul like not even just from a musician perspective song it's just the versatility of that and, and, and congratulations to y'all for getting the top 10 with that one on the Billboard because. When I, it's a smash, like it's an undeniable smash, and I think all the singles that y'all have it shows the versatility of what that's the makings of what superstars are. They can do ballads, they can do mid tempos, they can do up tempos, and I think that the singles that y'all released explain that. And y'all said it perfect. Stacy said it perfectly uh, when she was explaining it. But in terms of this new album, you said having fun and all that, but in terms of the the, the whole album, what, what's the feeling that you want to convey? The shindo. Shindo, okay. Just yes, a shindo,
1: okay. <laughs> shindo is a word, an actual word that we made up at the studio. And it's that feeling, that feeling when you get chills all over your body, that feeling of, of reverent wonder, of just like falling in love, just take your breath away. Like I could say a thousand things, but we call that a shindo.
0: Right. Who are the women who bring the shindos?
2: The shindelas.
0: <laughs> and it's just that simple. It's just that simple. You just give it that feeling. That's it. Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I definitely got goosebumps with Ooh la la. Listen, it's it's. Uh, the collectively, I love the individualism of y'all voices. Like it, it's, I like Casey's voice. It has a lot of fire in it. it it reminds me of like my favorite artists like richard james like those artists that had like personality to it and it just resonates a different kind of way stacy your tone is just it's just it's like a sweet like vincento wine it's it, it's like that and then tam has that just over like the way you assimilate like like, I can hear the influences, like, not like a replicate, like a Aretha or something, like. but I can hear your influences and it's just certain the way you approach a note and the way you extend the note, the way y'all all collectively do it's it just you know, it, it's all that. Like, temp, like the ad-libs you did on, I'm sure you get tired of hearing it with ooh-la-la, La, but god dog, it was like, man, again, no, I had yeah, speaking in tongues, it's like a it's like mute, making everybody musically speak in tongues like after hearing it. It's like, man, what's going on? Like how am I supposed to go about my day hearing all these great vocals? <laughs> yeah, you just can Look, this album, I already know I'm a, like it's it's I love artists the where it's like not that you have an expectation, but it's like I feel like y'all have y'all own sound. Like y'all have the the debut release and then the sophomore. I think y'all have just carved out your own lane and just got your own sound. Like you can say like that's the Shindellas. Like you can't say it's, oh, it sounds like this or that. Like, yeah, you can say it's nostalgic with like 80s and 90s music, but it's its own. And then with the songwriting production duo, like the uh, what those fellas have done with this, it's just it's just great music. And what I was going to ask is I always want to know that I've I've never asked this from a group before. It's certain things in his music business to where it's like just being in it for so many years. It's like you had to. I was going to ask the group. Uh, I always wanted to ask the group in terms of like understanding uh, as a collective in the decision making when what y'all have to decide if something is a uh, inconvenience. Or uh, opportunity. Mm. Mm, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: man. that's a really great question, especially for a group because it's it's different, right? Yeah. Like a
2: lot of give and take. Right. A, a lot. lot of- yeah.
1: We mm-hmm.
2: still want to challenge each other and like push each other. Mm-hmm. So,
3: man, how do you view something as an opportunity an or? An
2: inconvenience.
1: An inconvenience.
3: I mean, I think it's all opportunities. I mean, to be honest, like I think we we've been since we've come into this, we've been very selective about um, how we move um, because we we see this this the Chandelas and the vision is so precious. It's like our baby, and so you know the decisions that we make. Um, I mean, everything from wardrobe to makeup choices, to messaging, to what pictures we put, like everything, we're, we're really, we try to be really selective about it because it's like we're curating the experience for our audience and um, we wanna make sure that we're showing ourselves in the best light and that we're getting the message across in the best way. And so, um, you know, when we have those conversations we might not always agree about certain things, but the, the bigger picture always takes precedent for us because we're like, what what is the mission here? What is our goal here? And how can we best do that? So, mm-hmm. and that's what we keep at the forefront of our mind when we're navigating this whole thing. Cause it's new for us, you know what I'm saying? And you know, mm-hmm. we all have such incredible ideas and we bring so much to the table creatively and just in so many ways and so, Um, finding the balance of energies and finding that common ground is like, that's big for us. Mm -hmm. So,
1: and speaking up and saying like each of us individually saying like, I need a break. I need a rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I think was the, a big journey for all three of us too. just being able Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that because we're just so hungry and so ready to take it all on. And then there's some times where it's literally like, you all right yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know what i mean like or you good (laughs) right that's a big thing too sometimes it's just we would love to do it but you know what we've been going really really hard and is it gonna is it
2: gonna be a good night's sleep (laughs) yeah Mm yeah Yeah.
0: that listen y'all transition it perfectly to my next question just uh as a collective cuz with live shows cuz I always talk about it cuz just a a regular everyday person doesn't understand not that you're complaining or whatever but they don't understand it's levels to doing being in this industry is levels to in terms of uh, live touring they don't they don't understand like the process of going from a certain amount of people in a room maybe 50 people in a room to moving up to uh, theaters arenas in stadiums, they don't they don't get as levels to that. And what I'm gonna put in context in terms of y'all collectively, because the album, like I said, the albums are dope, and I'm sure the the sophomore release is going to be just the same. What what y'all what are y'all envisioning collectively in terms of how that's presented in a live experience?
1: Mm. Ooh, we've been working on it, and it is sexy and it is scalable. Like, we've <laughs> created the show that we can take from like a dive bar to a stadium. Like, Mm -hmm. that was one thing that people kept saying on our last leg of the tour. They were like, how is this, how am I seeing this here? How is this not at Madison Square Garden? And I'm like, I'm asking myself the same question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I talked to a lot of UK artists and they said that this kind of, like uh, last night was good for my soul. Like those play all the time. In UK like they love music like that like y'all are international act and it's like I don't think R&B promoters really focus on that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think people and think more broadly overseas like we just think small here yeah mm-hmm. and no shade to our country but our country is racist mm-hmm. and so oh for sure that, and sexist and so there's that element too like people are going to try to See what they can get from you and they see and they're like "Oh, okay we, we can whereas overseas people respect like people have much more respect for american music and black american music overseas because they understand that it is something precious whereas here it's just we've always been commodified and our art has always been taken for granted and repackaged
0: and resold as something else so take me across the ocean Mm-hmm. oh listen and i'm not just saying it just because because i want to have like full because that's what this podcast is for because i invite promoters on and musicians and, and different artists so we can not just talk about it but actually get to a solution of like getting to the root of the problem okay we know what the problem is it's mostly the accountability of we we need to support every artist is it that's just how i look at it Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: agreed 100 agreed
3: independent radio
1: yep. has been really supporting us and has like taken us to a whole nother level and I think that has been an incredible thing to see and also learning about that ecosystem and how it connects here in the US and in Europe like they do such a good job um and yeah shout out to all the independent radio personalities and hosts and DJs who've been playing us because it literally, made a huge difference for us this time around with these releases
0: oh yeah in terms of uh what you what you see in terms of uh the group because we already talked about the album and all that stuff what is it in terms of because it seems like uh everything's going right like the the rollout is great and all that is there any like anything that y'all feel hesitant towards with putting out the album or are y'all like completely satisfied with it?
3: Girl, we are locked and loaded. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many albums come out. We've been sitting on these songs for over a year at this point, um, uh, give or take a couple. Cause mm-hmm. some of them we kind of like, newer, yeah. you know, are newer. But I mean, we've been, last night was literally like supposed to be out last year. Like last, mm-hmm we're gonna release that right now, release barbecues and body rolls. Mm -hmm. Um, But we got an (laughs) incredible opportunity for upstream. And I mean, we had to, yeah, we needed a bigger rollout. And so we've been blessed to, you know, have an incredible team of people around us that are working tirelessly to make sure that this music is heard by the world. Mm -hmm. But um, girl, we ready. We've been so
0: ready. Yeah. But I, so I just asked that because some because it was uh i asked that specifically because it was certain artists that i talked to on this podcast they'd be like no i'm meticulous about it to the very last day of release date i was just curious if y'all were that kind of artist if y'all were that meticulous because some of them they they're like however it goes some of them do it and like a deangelo's process he does it in like one take like and however it comes out, like he'll practice it and oh. but yeah, it's like I didn't know if y'all were that kind of artist where y'all meticulous out to the like very last, like le- fix the mixing or mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a oh let's let's clean this harmony up type of group. I didn't know. I was just I was just curious are, on that.
3: We are like that. I will mm-hmm. say that we are meticulous. Okay. We want it to sound good and then of course working with Claude and Chuck, they are also very meticulous. They will send a mix back however many times they have to. We'll have like six or seven different versions of a mix until Oh it's- wow! So I mean, you know, we we definitely uh, take pride in our work and want to make sure that it's presented perfectly. But mm-hmm. and we
2: keep working,
3: like we keep working. even though
2: it's not like it was recorded last night was recorded. We have been working on the promotional side with this one more than we have, and we see how that makes a huge difference. So. Mm-hmm. The Work doesn't stop even when the song is recorded. Right. Like or we're still meticulously <laughs> we did the video, meticulously like adding it into these shows, calling radio personalities, just like just spreading the word. That work is like still going. Yeah. It never man. stops. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the songs are alive. The songs are like these mm-hmm. don't exist in a vacuum. They exist in our our hearts and in the world. So mm-hmm. getting to do them live. They keep evolving. I mean, one day we're gonna have to do a live album because the live show is not to be.
0: Oh, for sure. Not yeah, I could definitely hear a, a Netflix, acoustic okay? as well. Yeah, yeah.
3: The same
1: like an NPR yeah.
0: type of vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My last question before I play the game with y'all was going to be in terms of like y'all like individually songwriting and then coming together. I know uh, Chuck Harmony and uh, Claude Kelly do that, just fantastic. But in terms of that piece, like in terms of what y'all contribute. Uh, especially on this uh, sophomore release, what what is it in particular in terms of the songwriting that uh, y'all contribute? In terms of like uh, a certain style, I know I know y'all individually have y'all own style, but how does that come together in terms of your song? Like in terms of the effort that y'all put in on this new album, what does that look sound like in terms of y'all style and what y'all bring it to this one? Mm. Yeah,
1: it
2: gets it's more of our voices. Uh, because we were uh, writing and we helped to create it, it's like really how we would say it. It's really, um, we feel the words a little bit differently. And so th- it's just, it takes it to a whole nother level. Some of these songs in here, uh, uh, Claude is really, really great at songwriting and mm-hmm. of perspective. He's really great at that, like a genius. But there's something about how the three of our influences come together and, um, like, what's the word? I think educate him on how to use us Mm -hmm. as an instrument that Mm -hmm. way. Um, There's something about that. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's fun to see him like discovering that and Chuck musically doing the same thing. And even us, like we know certain parts are like, oh, Tammy would sing that. That would be, oh, Casey Mm -hmm. would be that. Like we kind of know that now. And um, so I just think we're at this place where it's so free and like beautiful,
0: it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, that, listen, I could go whole, it's like, I love like hearing songs and it's like, and and identifying their songwriting style. Like, Like when I hear Babyface records, it's like, I know that's a Babyface song like even if he's not singing on it i know it's his like a jimmy jam and terry lewis i can i know the, and even like other songwriters like uh they have like significant songwriting styles like uh faith evans like and uh it's it's so many of them that i can like identify like oh that's their song kelly price like all of them like mm-hmm. i can tell like well, that's them on the on yeah for sure oh yeah for sure definitely her songwriter wish should get so many songwriter awards yeah she wrote like the that. number one christmas time got this uh, it's gonna be a number one hit again mm-hmm. oh, Christmas mm-hmm. she probably already started Listen. christmas on halloween i think i think halloween she does all... <laughs> it's about to be christmas.
1: all those memes it's all those memes like right. she's defrosting
0: <laughs> right
1: Oh, speaking
0: of speaking of, we gotta put out our. I, uh, it's a Twitter joke on there. They's like, make sure you put out your cookies for uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire for the for tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. September twenty yeah. first. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I was doing that. Oh my I was to that song all day, September. I listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire all day on September twenty first. It's just great oh, yeah. song, great vibes. But, she but she's
1: so
2: cute. She just blasted in the living room at home. We just be dancing to it all
1: day.
0: <laughs> I play this game with all the guests. It's called the "What's Wrong with You" game. Mildly, oh, cha- no. mildly chaotic. <laughs> mostly okay. Miley, mostly mildly chaotic because I make up the rules as I go. That's uh... <laughs> the, the whole basis of the whole basis of the game is uh, it's an either or game. Not necessarily. Uh, it's not artist comparison. I have to say that up front because they say I don't make the rules clear enough, but it's not artist comparison. I just want to know who do you play more on your playlist and I, uh, y'all probably thinking what What does you basically I pick what I pick. That's the rules of the game. And, okay. <laughs> and so. Yeah, that's why it's chaotic because it's just, I make them up as I go. So I never, I never know where I'm going with it. And y'all probably like, why, why does it matter? It's, it's going to make, as we play the game, it's going to, hopefully it makes sense. What it's what's wrong with you. Oh yeah. It's very much a judgmental <laughs> game. My, personal, my, my oh, own personal, my own personal. Y'all go see the petty side. See, we, I, I have this, I try not to put the heathen all the way out there, but this is kind of the heathen section of the show, this game. And so it's, what's wrong with you, Gay? <laughs> uh, the first one is, I just want to know who you play more on your playlist. I have a theory behind it. That's, that's why I created it. Because it's always debates online about these artists. And I just found a creative way to do it. So who you play more on your playlist, Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass?
3: Marvin. Marvin. Yeah.
0: Marvin. Okay. Love, okay okay we love, love you teddy yeah we do oh yeah for sure next, next one. On. Oh yeah for sure love teddy down yes absolutely the beard and everything level yep
1: exactly.
0: rest on to him yeah right oh yeah that's a whole other subject i watched some of his live performances i was like oh man this is a lot <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot taking this in but <laughs> the next one is the oj's or the whispers Oh, the
3: OJs
2: OJs the OJs yeah though the whispers okay. one that's oh not my. even fair
0: but the whispers yeah that's tough yeah the, right. OJs.
3: Give me the OJs
0: okay the next one Prince or Rick James oh right. oh
1: that's really tough actually for me yeah because I because I want to say Prince but I also listen to a lot of Rick James. Like Rick James comes Prince. up a lot. Yeah. But Prince. You really can't go wrong.
0: Prince. So I'll collect the no. Prince on that one. Is a yeah. Prince. All Okay. <laughs> okay. So those right there, those are all bonuses. Those are all trick questions. Either one you would have got right on that. I, I love mm-hmm. all, I love, <laughs> uh if you would have said Rick James, you would have got bonuses if you would have said Rick James in the Whispers. But either way, I can go with it. I just love I love throwing the Rick James because everybody always says the typical Prince and MJ. And it's like Prince and Rick James seems more accurate to, like, who do you really listen to more of? But, yeah, either way, you would have went with it. I kind of put you on a roller coaster ride because we're at the point of the game now where we're at the top of the roller coaster. And I mostly feel it. I mostly feel it in my stomach when y'all don't answer right. So mm. no pressure at all, but we're at the part of the game now where you got to get all these right or you get what's wrong with you. So no, no pressure, <laughs> oh Stop this, kids. no pressure at all. Okay. I always get nervous because I never, because the, 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 the easy ones, it'd be good. But when we get to this point right here, it's like, ooh, it'd be shaky. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. it is Michael Jackson specific off the wall. Or oh thriller. Off, the, off wall. the wall.
3: Absolutely off the wall.
0: What you got, Stacy? Miss Stacy.
1: Oh,
3: <laughs> see that over there? You see that nice little thing right there? That is a wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the wall, Stace. What you got, Miss Stacy?
3: Ah uh, I was trying to get you. Yeah.
0: There we go.
2: Oh, Come on, God, they're both so good. Yeah.
0: Right. You didn't but long, yeah. It's off, the wall. Good job, it's off yeah. the wall. Okay, collective off the wall. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, y'all collectively said off the wall, so there's nothing wrong with you on that one. <laughs> okay. Okay, right, I feel like I, uh, just from talking to y'all and just, just what I researched, I already know what this next one is. So... I'm just going to say it. I already know what y'all... I feel like I already know what y'all going to pick, though. Miss Aretha Franklin or Miss Patty LaBelle.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. See, this is crazy because I feel like... Aretha can't be in a conversation. Like, never hey, reset. Okay. No, no, no. It's, it's let me let me
0: redefine the own. rules. That's why, because people see y'all mind. This is exactly why I play this game. Because y'all mind automatically goes to artist comparison. Nope, we go stick with what the rules is. Who do y'all play more on your playlist, Miss Aretha oh. Franklin or Miss Patty it's LaBelle? <laughs> re- okay, see
1: a collective. All right. Thank you for okay. to find the rules
0: because I see that's that's just... how easy it is. Okay, so Aretha Franklin, okay? I can collectively take that, but y'all collectively did not pick what I picked. And so within the rules that I made up, <laughs> you have I'm gonna be nice. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. Hold on just a second. Let me get situated real quick. Let me let me get focused real quick. Since y'all didn't pick I'm always, yes, absolutely, Miss Town. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what's about to happen. You're about to get a buzzer things. And oh, Okay, for picking I'm going to be nice.
3: Aretha,
0: I'm, I'm going to be nice and give y'all, tw- I, usually I give 15 seconds, but y'all got exactly 20 seconds to name me. You know what? I need to take notes too. Hold on. We going. Let me mean, let me keep score. I oh, need yeah. to keep score as well. Hold on a second. We think. at this part to the listening audience, I'm writing down writing down the score points so we can keep this thing on track. Not not competitive. Hopefully y'all not competitive like me. You know, it's just you know, I'm just trying to keep keep it organized, you know, just the you know, okay, just for go. fun purposes. Nothing serious, you know. But okay, y'all got exact since y'all didn't pick what I picked. You're supposed to pick Miss Patty LaBelle. y'all didn't do that. Uh, y'all got exactly and I'm keeping the time. Y'all got exactly 20 seconds. I'm going to be nice and say three. Y'all got 20 seconds to name me three Aretha songs. Go ahead. Timer started. Oh my God. Never loved a man the way that I loved you.
1: Daydreaming. Natural woman. Uh, bridge over trouble water cover,
3: baby. Respect.
2: What's my song? A um, um, beat line.
1: What a fool believes. That's my
0: song. Mm. Okay. Peak Cadillac like Baby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen. Okay. Just for bonus purposes, can y'all name me? I'm gonna be nice to say, can y'all name me two album cuts from Aretha? Mm, album cuts. Did we do
2: Did we just... Like, like a deep cut. Mm. Yeah, just
0: from the album. Yeah, that wasn't a single. Doesn't
3: matter. Which oh my album. gosh. Any album. Mm.
1: Yeah, Dang, from, I have a
0: song. I can't think of the name. Any all from Marita.
3: All i can be about
1: is respect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't,
3: that ain't no deep cut
2: thing. <laughs> no.
1: This is the house that Jack built. not really a deep cut either. I'm thinking about the song that comes sweet. Is it Sweet There. Is Is that what it's called? It's on say? the same album. Never loved a man the way I loved you. It's called Sweet Surrender. Mm. I think so, yeah. <laughs> that shit is... Fire and so mm. beautiful. What a fool believes
3: was that for a, a soundtrack? No, that's the deep cut. I don't think she
1: really it's not a deep cut either, but there's too many.
3: Yeah, what a fool believes would be the one for me. Mm.
0: Oh wow, yeah, that's definitely one. Can you? Y'all got two?
1: Yeah, yeah we got two. We got two surrender and what a fool believes.
0: No. Okay, I'll take it collectively because I was going to individually. Oh, oh to put each? the points down to each. Who's but doing no, doing I'll take the doing collective.
3: Doing that,
0: okay. Because we, we, you know, we move as a unit here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all can move as a unit. I, I, I accept that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's so called our like, surrender, dear. Too. I yeah. think it's called our surrender, dear. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, okay I'll take that. that okay, <laughs> look. Okay, so. Deep cut up in here, Okay, so y'all named me y'all y'all name me three Aretha songs, and then y'all added some bonuses in there. You're not gonna get a what's wrong with you.
3: Great.
0: Y'all was gonna get y'all was y'all was gonna get a collective negative 17 points, but I deduced it to negative two. So y'all all <laughs> have negative two points. <laughs> Yeah. negative <laughs> <laughs> negative two points you don't get it, what's wrong with you but you get negative two points because you're supposed to pick what i pick just the rules of the game sorry that's just what how it goes negative two points so yeah that's all right though the next ones i think y'all gonna make up for it okay the next one <laughs> the next one is brian mcknight or baby face
3: baby face baby, baby.
0: face Okay, and I forgot. Also, again, I make up the rules as I go. I always add it in catalog, but some of our, some of the guests said I be cheating, which I you know I'll be i be cheating sometimes because I add the catalog in there, you know, j- just for babyface's purpose, just to get the W. But I'm gonna be just solo work. So solo work, babyface, y'all taking yeah. it over Brian and I, just to clarify. Yeah,
1: solo work, babyface, catalog, babyface. All of it, baby, baby.
0: face. Baby. Oh my gosh. Baby. Listen, baby. it's the who you pick, Miss Stacy? Baby face. Baby face, okay. Oh, I was okay. Saying. Yeah, I did, I did. At first, okay. I thought you would contemplate. Okay, so collectively, since y'all answered so fast, y'all get a bonus. Y'all get a bonus 32. So y'all got 30. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Right when women come together, powerful things can happen.
0: Listen, that one be shaky. That one be shaky. That one be really shaky. And because to me, my theory is that people do listen to more, but some of them love. Not saying ones either or, but I just hear way more people have babyface on their their on their playlist than Brian McKnight. And if you, and the people that have said Brian McKnight, they like super fans and they got the ballads, they got all the albums, they named me album cuts. I'm like, oh, you're a real fan. Cause I don't, even, mm. I don't think I got any, I don't know. Brian McKnight just don't do it for me. I don't know. He just, he just I mean, he good. I know like I acknowledge the legacy and the greatness and the hits, but it just don't resonate for me. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just don't do it for me, you know? Too many mm-hmm. runs. I don't know. I kind of select. It. I, I don't like all that. You know, these are you know the '90s runs. It'd it be too much sometimes. It's like I don't really. It's good for sing along at karaoke, but you know, other than that, I don't really listen to it like that. But that's just me. But <laughs> the next one, <laughs> the next one is SWV or Escape. SWB. W U U S. W U U E B. Listen, y'all, y'all acing this right now. Y'all, I was like, I was nervous, but I'm like, I shouldn't even be nervous anymore because right now, y'all, y'all acing it right now. I didn't even have to.
3: See the windella. That's right.
0: On okay. track. The next one is Jodeci or Boys Demens.
3: Ah! Yeah. They they say? Say. No, you, <laughs> Yes, yeah.
1: I'm not even on love man love But men. do you got more on your playlist? Is All
3: what what the question is? I got about one or two no. men songs.
0: Oh my god, the interludes. What? I think no, I What?
1: <laughs> we just saw Jodeci though, and sw I did too. Live, so it's yes. On so if we're sticking to the rules of the game
0: right the yeah, playlist the playlist playlists. is playlisting with Playlist is what you're saying yes. yes i went to it too it was a good time but but i did not realize there was so many people in drew hill i was like somebody on the internet said it was drew hill yes. mass choir i was like yes. that's yes. That is hilarious
1: sounding good too like. they
0: do they do i was like it's drew Ted clan i love it but yes. yeah the next one <laughs> the next one is uh <laughs> next one on the list okay I think we're in the bonus round now. Uh, okay, since so y'all listen, y'all are musical greatness, musical royalty. We just gonna we just gonna do it like this. In terms of uh, debut album and sophomore release, who are you going with? With Faith or Mary J. Blige? Oh, Mary. Do Mary.
3: Yeah, you gotta go with Mary. I think I and, think you have to just faith, faith. is my girl. Yeah, but you gotta listen. Go
0: with... No, no, let me let me specify. Like I said, debut album. Who you going with, Mary or or Faith? Y'all going with Mary still? I'm going Mary. with Mary till the that day one. I die. Wow, that's my yeah. girl. Debut, y'all going with Mary? Yeah. I'm, going I'm with just Mary. trying to clarify. Yeah. I'm just I just think just to be clear,
1: just to be clear for the debut. We're
2: going there. We clear. Talking about, we're talking <laughs> about, right? Which songs are on our What we, plan, got, what we got on our I,
0: I was just wanting a clarification. I'm not questioning anything. I'm just, I was just trying to clarify. That's it. Y'all said collectively, Mary J. Blige. You know what? It's a bonus, so it don't count anyway. So listen, we're tallying up points here. Y'all, I was <laughs> supposed, to, y'all supposed to pick Faith. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We love it. So it's a bonus. It's a bonus anyway. It don't I count. I know. The, what, what I wanted, what I wanted was the faith debut and then Mary sophomore. That's how that was supposed to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, why but we had to choose mm-hmm. a color together.
0: Oh, it don't matter.
1: However you, however oh, you want to okay. I'm still choosing Mary, so it's fine. Man,
0: faith <laughs> debut though. That's like quintessential mm-hmm. R&B. It's like gospel R&B. That's why I thought. I was like, oh man. Yeah. I thought we. Were, yeah. I thought, okay, we'll She's stick with Faith, we we'll stick with cool. Mary. No, I thought, I was like, I thought we was musical kindreds, uh, just having a good time, and then it was like, ah, uh-uh. it was like, Faith Evans don't get no love on the debut. It's like, all right. She gets well, so we gotta, much love. to what,
3: what what talk about what we're measuring with, because if, we, if we're talking about the right. song and the delivery of the songs, if we're talking about vocally, like, I mean, because I mean, there's this, they both have something that they're bringing. And I know with with the lyrical content and the delivery of the songs and just how fresh she sounded and how like raw and beautiful it was for me, like faith was literally a church. like It was a church experience, but like in a like hip hop kind of way, like that's, that's what it was. It was like those worlds colliding. So it was, they were both innovative in their own right.
0: oh for sure
3: yeah listen
0: just to the listening audience i'm not saying i listen i got the what's the 411 t-shirt in my in the bedroom right now got it But i was just saying the reason why i give faith the debut is because like you said it's like gospel r&b to me it's like i don't skip no songs on that album just the replay value that's what I'm just measuring in terms of, like, so- the debut and the sophomore. Like, to me, Mary's, like, it had the if, like, it's ushering in, like, uptown hip-hop and R&B. Like, she's staple for that. But I feel like she rocks more with the sophomore album, because I hear more of that. Because when she performs the 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 live, uh, performs What's the 401, it's mostly the remixes. It's not necessarily, like, she- album cuts. She go- mm-hmm. She goes majority album cuts on My Life. That was just what I was... But again, it, listen, it's a bonus. So it's just, just having a great conversation. I love both albums. Listen, Slow Down, that's my favorite one off of What's the 411. Cause mm-hmm. I I love album cuts. I'm an album cuts girl. So mm-hmm. the album cuts on What's the 411, one of the best. But yeah, uh, I think I got another one. Tweet or Ashanti?
3: Tweet, oh my
0: God. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> to yeah. the listeners Tam got her head on the, yeah. she got her yeah. head down <laughs> she got to be oh, lights so out, right right <laughs> out on that one
1: what are we talking about the, the <laughs> is so, is so many bops this just,
0: just playlist, it's listen, playlist. Is just, that was just playlist. a fun one because they were out at the same time right
3: mm-hmm.
0: listen the Charlene album give me quartet gospel listen tweet just give me that the quartet quartet r&b that's what i call it because them yeah. harmony and that songwriting is just just it's immaculate
3: just
0: yeah. It, yeah oh and her, her live performances is dope too shout outs to tweet yeah i think yeah. i got i think i got i got one more i keep saying i'm be done with it but i got one more <laughs> earth wind and fire or ohio players yeah. oh
1: my god yeah. <sighs> oh that's that's really? actually all my players really? right out earth wind fire
0: but ohio players vote
1: right.
0: <laughs> yes okay y'all gotta collect the y'all gotta collect the 500 points on that because y'all talking right on that and we are at the conclusion of the what's wrong with you game and i've determined i've determined there is nothing wrong with the Chandelas. y'all won the game
3: everything
0: is right right. everything is right y'all was talking right listen y'all was was acing it through there y'all won the game we give for for the guests when they play this game for great guests I feel like we give great prizes so I always try to give great prizes so uh, I'll be sure to cash up y'all all all individually two dollars and 83 cents so y'all can go to any local. Say 500. <laughs> $500, you know, <laughs> this is like the arcade. Give you a, right. uh, Two dollars and eighty three cents, so you can get the finest beverage, adult beverage, or uh, a Coca Cola, whatever. Uh, my, uh, a water with lemon. No, uh, carbon right, carbonated water, whatever, sparkling water. I, I love think
1: it. A nice look I may it. have.
0: I think uh, Cash App and Venmo Thank may take a, a fifty-two cents from it, but you know, Thank just. You Nothing yeah. the best for the guests. Just something special I for you.
3: I'm in the chat. Um, <laughs> just let
2: me
0: know. <laughs> when we it. Oh time. my god. I was just playing around. Listen. This has been a good time. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, y'all, y'all made up your words Shindo. I make up words too all the time. And I feel like certain artists they just have that thing about them. Like I watch uh, during the during quarantine, I bought these DVDs called The Midnight Specials by I think Burt Sugarman is his name. It was from like I think the duration of it. The show is Midnight Special, and it was like from like seventy two to like seventy six, I think. Uh, but it was like artists on there and watching it. It was like I always said, like oh, I would have loved to be in the seventies, you know, certain eras. I always said that, but then I watched it and I was like, you know, I could kind of get a sense of like who was who like i w- i was taking notes while i was watching it because it was like 200 performances and it was like the main attractions was like gladys knight and the pips the oj's uh sly stone performed on there uh the ohio players they just had that that thing and you would and they they were on there like multiple times and when i watched the outtakes and them in, in being interviewed they were like oh that was what catapulted our career was performing live. And it was just them performing live. Like I think Sly Stone did like a, a encore and it was just fantastic. But it's just certain artists, they just have that thing about them. And it's like, it's just certain artists, they have a soul imprint. That's what I call it. It's just soulful ascension. Like the Anita Baker's, the Days, like even like Mike and Ambrosia, like that's my, my era of music, like the eighties, like the Melissa Morgan's. The uh, Mickey Howard's like they have that resonant quality that's just a soul imprint, and I think that's what the Chandelas are—just a soul imprint mm. on just just music. And I'm I'm grateful for it. for your gifts. Your gifts are resonant and it's ascending, and I appreciate it. So
3: thank you,
0: thank you, so thank you for having thank us. No we problem. I got. It. I got one more question i said i was going and i'm gonna end it right after this but it just popped in my head it's a quote i always quote from rick james in his autobiography book he was talking about artists uh, that was his peers and he was like analyzing music in such a like in-depth way and it was like the doors and it was like different groups like bob dylan different folk artists that he was like oh they could do better at this just critiquing it in like a musician way and he said something that jumped out at me. He said, I need more rock. I need more uh, fire in my rock and more funk in my folk. And when he said yeah. that, it was it just jumped out at me because I was like, I interpret that as he needs to feel it at all times. I just want to know, like, how do y'all feel music? How does it have mm-hmm. to hit you? Mm.
2: Like a shindo.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. a Like a shindo.
1: Like a- like it's coming from inside and outside of me at the same time. Like it's, just, you're, mm-hmm. you're when it hits like that and you're just like, where does it start and where did I end? Like, what is that thing? What a shindo. That,
3: I should say an example for me is um, one of Aretha's last performances, um, that performance she did at the Kennedy Center when she sang National Woman to Woman. Honor Carol King. That, oh that sends yeah. me every watch it and every time it crosses my timeline I have to stop whatever I'm doing and watch it all the way through like that that's what I need to feel when I hear music all the time
0: man. I cry I cry all the time when I hear that when she does that oh mm-hmm. it's just the waterworks happen because it's just so mm-hmm. much emotion fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's it man listen they I I'm so pumped up for this new album. Y'all don't understand. It's just like, y'all, I'm an unofficial member of the Shindellas promotional team. Cause when I tell you, they put a battery in my back to do album reviews and I haven't done them in a while. I haven't been in that space in a while cause I travel a lot, but man, when I tell you I'm ready to write, I can't wait till it comes out and just, just really, <laughs> Tammy's dancing. Uh, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> It's, listen it's listen it's a good vibe man listen y'all just y'all just give that it's just i say it all the time people that just have that that is just a a natural force whatever you believe in i just feel people that are spiritual beings how they are i can feel that through the music and it's it's such a uh a spiritual force when i hear the shindellas it's just like wow it can be like overwhelming listening to it. Just in a real, just in a real, cause I get deep into listening to music. Cause I can relate to to artists. Like even when they're singing about their pain and all that stuff, I can relate to it even if I've never experienced it. Just just feeling it like what Mary J. Blige does. Like I can feel like literally every word she's singing and I feel like the Shindellas do the same thing. But yeah, what uh, y'all have the new album coming out. Is there anything else that the, the audience needs to be looking forward to?
1: pre-order the new album it comes out and on october 20th and you can pre-save and pre-order it now that really helps us on the lease day have those numbers up um you can pre-order the vinyl and some people will probably get a signed copy if you get a pre-order of the vinyl so um yes. yeah those are important things Yeah, yes
3: Go stream all of the music. Go and request Last Night for My Soul at your local yes. radio stations. Go follow us on all social media at the Shindellas. And yeah, let's keep this real music alive. Let's keep it moving. I mean, the world
0: mm-hmm. needs. We here. We um, here.
3: Listen,
0: it. listen. I got mine. I think I need to. I think I have I pre-ordered the the CD. I think I need to pre. I need to get on that. I got the. It's a uh, a barcode. I need to scan to get the the vinyl. I need to get that. I need to copy yes. that too. But yeah, I yes. already got the. I already showed y'all the CD. Yes. I'm gonna show this during the promotional. Make sure y'all get that. The yes. shindel yes. get the get the the uh debut album and the anticipated sophomore album. The yes. shindel is, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even play no more. We end the podcast. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm just, I just gotta, I get, I don't know about y'all, like, like how you get on stage and afterwards, like it take me a long time. It's going to take me a long time to wind down from this interview because oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped up, but yeah, yeah, like I'm ready to, like I'm ready to go on stage. Y'all got me ready to create. I'm probably about to break out my, get, get to, get to working on some stuff. Y'all, y'all got me yeah, ready to get on yeah. some stuff. Yeah, for sure. The chandeliers, okay. ladies What's and gentlemen, but thank y'all so much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh just me. just to wrap up the new album. Make sure y'all get that. Awaken yeah. your ears to some real ones in rhythm and blues. This is Soul Savness Podcast, your host Q Lynn. Listen, thank y'all so much for being thank guests.
3: You. Thank you, Mad love. Yeah. Whether you need to be comforted, soothed, or relaxed, Soul Saviness got you. The ultimate getaway. You are listening to the Sounds of Soul Saviness Podcast, where we are sure to put your mind, body, and soul at ease.